Today on Bold Steps, Mark Job reveals what it means to be an authentic follower of Jesus Christ. Giving your life to Jesus Christ, it means that there's a point in time in your life where you yield the lordship of your life over to Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean that you won't struggle, but it means that you are seriously following the teachings of Jesus Christ, no matter how much it costs you. Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job, President of Moody Bible Institute and Senior Pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. There are many people who think they're on the right road to eternity. They say the right things, go to church, own a Bible, even help others. Yet there's a passage of Scripture that they might find quite surprising. On today's program, Mark will be helping us discern the difference between the true followers of Jesus and the counterfeits between those whose spirituality is built on a foundation of sand and those who will endure grounded in Jesus. There's a lot to discover in Matthew chapter 7, so let's jump in and get started. Mark has titled this message, The Real Thing. Jesus says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Does that send chill down anybody else's spine a little bit? Think about this. Jesus is saying that in the final judgment, when people stand before God, there's going to be a lot of people who say, hey, Lord, Lord, remember me? He's going to say, who, who are you? You know, me. You know, I prayed over people, cast out a few demons. Remember, I, I did a Bible study one time. I prophesied in your name. Hey, remember I actually prayed for someone and they got healed? Don't you remember me? And God's going to say it doesn't ring a bell. Sorry, buddy. Out. You say, well, pastor, how could that be? I mean, how could actually someone cast out demons in Jesus' name and prophesy in Jesus' name and actually do miracles in Jesus' name and yet not know God? How in the world could that be possible? How many of you know that there is incredible power in the name of Jesus? Do you remember in the book of Acts, the sons of Siva? There was a group of seven brothers that decided to start this little organization to cast out evil spirits. And so they came up with Exorcism Siva Incorporated. And they just went around casting out devils, casting out people that were demonically oppressed. If you had a child or son or daughter that was demonically oppressed, you just dialed up sons of Siva, there should be, would be right over there, our fee and our charge is this, they show up, they would, and they would cast out demons, evil spirits, in the name of Jesus. And, and these evil spirits would actually be cast out. There are people that were liberated. One problem, the sons of Siva were not authentic followers of Jesus. There's power in Jesus' name, even if you're not an authentic follower of Jesus Christ. Do you realize that? 
Do you realize that the name of Jesus has power even when it's being spoken by someone that doesn't even know Jesus? You say, well, how can that be? Well, some of you that come from a Hispanic background, I, I run into people all the time. You say, well, you know, I had this kind of oppression on my soul and body and spirit. And so I went down the street to this little old lady and she's a curandera. And you know, she's got a cross and she's got little Bible verses there. And she prayed over me and then she cracked an egg on my belly, rubbed it around and did like this over me. And guess what? I feel so much better after I visited her. And I said, wait a second, do you realize that is not of God? He said, well, pastor, she had a crucifix. <laughs> and she had a Bible on her table. Yeah, and she had a bunch of hocus-pocus voodoo stuff around too, and eggs and smoke and leaves and all kinds of stuff that's not in the Word. You say, well, I was kind of wondering about the egg. I haven't found a verse in Scripture about the egg stuff. Listen. Just because she uses the name of Jesus does not mean that it is being done in the power of Jesus' name. In fact, I believe if you open yourself up to that kind of spiritism stuff, you open your spirit up to a lot of dangerous influences in your life that will eventually affect you and bring a curse to your life rather than a blessing to your life. Amen? Okay. Jesus says people will cast out demons, prophesy, and listen. Here's what I want you to know. Listen to me well. In essence, what Jesus is saying is that just because you profess to know God and say, Lord, Lord, doesn't mean you know Him. And just because you do works for God in Jesus' name doesn't mean you know Him. You could be active in serving God and not really know God. And you could actually know the name of Jesus and you could actually know the gospel without actually being a real authentic follower of Jesus. And I think there's going to be some people that are going to be shocked when they come before God Almighty and God says, you know my name, but I don't know your name. Depart from me because I never knew you. You say, well, pastor, if it's not doing works for God, if it's not knowing the name of the Lord, how in the world will we really know if we are authentic followers of Jesus? Well, it says it right in the text. Look. It says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. It's not those who know the verses. It's not those who know the language. It's those who live the lifestyle. What do you mean by the lifestyle? Jesus says, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. You see, going to church doesn't make you a Christian. You say, well, pastor, I've been coming here for eight months, nine months. I mean, by now... I figure I, I should like, hey, that should count for something, right? Yeah? Hopefully you know more. And hopefully you know more about the truth so that now you can make a decision about the truth. But, but someone just told me uh, after our, second, our first service this morning, hey, going, walking in a garage doesn't make you a mechanic, does it? 
No. Going to church doesn't make you a Christian. Just because you come here on Sunday morning doesn't mean you're an authentic follower of Jesus Christ. It means that you're a church-going individual, but it doesn't mean necessarily that you have given your life to Jesus Christ because giving your life to Jesus Christ means more than attending service on Sunday morning. It means that there's a point in time in your life where you yield the lordship of your life over to Jesus Christ and you say that following you is more important than my life. I surrender, I invite the presence of the living God to live inside of me and from this day forward, no matter what the cost, I will live authentically for Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean that you won't struggle. It doesn't mean that you won't struggle with sin or won't fail sometimes. But it means that you are seriously following the teachings of Jesus Christ no matter how much it costs you. And lastly, in verse 24, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came, the streams rose, the wind blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams arose, the wind blew, beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. The last point I want you to understand is this, you can write it down. The real thing is not a faith that falls apart in the storms of life, but it remains firm until the end. The last picture that Jesus gives his disciples is of two houses. One is built on sand and one is built on a rock. Now, I don't know about you, but when I see houses, I don't look at their foundation. I mean, I think the only people that do that are builders or contractors, right? When I look at a house, these two houses looked about the same. You can't tell the difference from the outside. They both look like good, strong houses. You walk in, you look at the paint job and say, wow, cool. Hey, nice decor. Hey, I like the color of the bricks on the outside. Both of the houses look about the same. But there is a huge fundamental difference with these houses. One is built on sand. Now, if you're a contractor here, any builders or contractors we got around here? Okay, we got, got a few in here. If a house is built on sand, here's what happens. It's not a steady foundation. So although these houses look the same, I can look out in the congregation and someone says, well, are they a Christian? Are they a Christian? And I could say, I think so. They, they, they kind of look like it. I mean, they got that Christian look, whatever that is. <laughs> and, and I think they're, you know, they come to church, they, they have a Bible, I, I guess. I mean, they look about the same to me. I think from the outside, they look like they're believers. But here's what Jesus says. But one person may look like a Christian, just like the other person. But when the storms of life come, when tribulation starts hitting, when times get tough, when everything's not going right, when the doctor report comes in negative, when finances start struggling, when marriages start going through a tough time, 
When there's pressure from the girlfriend on the outside, when, when, when it's not easy to follow God because now you've got to pay a price, and the wind's blowing and the storm's hitting, something's going to happen to the house that's built on the sand. When it really starts coming down, when it's torrential, when the flood comes in, the house that's built on the sand is going to crash and collapse and be pulled away by the flood. But the house that's built on the solid rock of Jesus Christ, the person that's hearing the word and doing the word, the person that's obeying the commands of Christ, the person that's grounded in God, following God, yielding to God, developing their spiritual life, no matter how hard it gets, no matter what the storm is like, they're going to stand, they're going to laugh. Oh yeah, they may lose a few shingles. Oh, they may get beat up a little bit. Oh, they may get discouraged. Oh, it may be tough on their faith, but they're going to endure. That's the difference between the true and the false. You're listening to Bold Steps with our Bible teacher, Mark Job, and we'll continue today's message in just a moment. First, we'd like to remind you that all of these daily Bible lessons can be accessed online anytime at boldstepsradio.org. And while you're on the website, you'll also want to make sure you've signed up for Mark's weekly email devotional known as the Bold Stepper Weekly. I sit here with you in the studio, Mark, and yet I learn things in the Bold Stepper Weekly, so thanks for doing that. Absolutely. And you need to sign up if you haven't done so yet. Again, one email Monday morning, just to turn your attention to God, a devotional thought, and uh, we remind you of things that are happening here at the ministry or events that are coming like the NRB. By the way, I, I want to make sure I mention today, it's Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Valentine's Day, there's some people, there's always people that feel like no one's bringing me flowers, no one's writing me a card. <laughs> you no don't bring me flowers anymore. Me. <laughs> but I want to speak to that person, maybe that's single right now, and uh, you feel a little left out. Hey, you are loved. You are not anonymous. God knows your name. So you have more than enough in God right now. So I want to speak into contentment right now in your life. That's a good word. Thank you, Mark. You mentioned the NRB. A week from now, we'll be in Nashville, and our listeners can pray for this uh, National Religious Broadcasters Conference that we attend each year. So thanks for doing that. If you haven't signed up for the Bold Stepper Weekly, do so now at boldstepsradio.org. And if you missed out on this week's devotional, no worries. You can go to the menu tab on our website and look for the Bold Stepper Weekly. Click on that link and you'll find the archive versions of our steppers right there. All right, let's go back to our message for today, talking about the real thing. Here again is Mark Job. The true is going to stand. The false is going to cave away. If you're not grounded, listen, you better get grounded. You say, well, things are going so good, Pastor, for me. I mean, I'm just like having a great time in Jesus and my marriage is going good. Finances are prospering. I mean, I'm just doing well. You better get grounded. Because good times don't last forever. Hey, you're going to be hit. Sometime or another, you're going to be hit. And if you're not practicing the Word, grounded in the Word, yielding to God, when hard times hit, I have seen it over and over. I have seen the storms come and wipe out people. And I say, where are they? What happened to you? 
well, life got tough, and these got, you know, I struggle in my life, and addiction, I got trapped in this addiction, I got discouraged, I got disappointed. Wait a second, what happened to your life? How grounded were you really? I mean, God forbid, there are countries right now, like China, where Christians have to meet in homes and basically undercover. And there's pastors right now that are serving jail sentences for simply preaching the Word of God and living for God. God forbid that America ever reach that point. But if for some reason there was a huge collapse and change and things happened so that it was really looked upon as a crime to really follow the ways of God and ways of Jesus and there was some persecution that happened, I'm wondering if a wave of persecution happened and it really cost us something to follow Jesus Christ and maybe your job was in jeopardy or maybe you could uh, possibly face arrest. I'm wondering how many that would weed out. I'm wondering how many of us would bail out because now it was tough to follow Jesus and it wasn't so popular and so nice. I'm wondering how many of us are grounded enough to withstand some trials and some, some hard-hitting forces from the outside. Jesus says if you're grounded on the rock, you're going to stand. You're going to persevere. But if you're not, you're going to collapse, and when you collapse, it's going to make a big bang sound. Jesus is talking about the difference between the true and the false, the real and the fake, those that are really yielded or those that are just religious, those that are fully committed or those that are just church-going. And he's saying, I'm challenging you to this revolutionary teaching of being fully committed follower of Jesus Christ where you have opened up your heart to follow Him, not join a religion, not just be a church attender, but someone that's saying, I'm going to live for God no matter what the cost on my life is today. And that's the challenge that I'm leaving you with, the final message of the revolutionary teachings of Jesus. Is there fruit in your life? Just ask yourself that. Do I have fruit in my life right now? Is there obedience in your life to the Word of God right now? Are you compromising in the way you live? If trials and persecutions really hit you hard, would you still stand? In your life, do you feel like I'm living a double life? One at church and one outside of church? Because you know what? I can look at you and say, yeah, I think they're a believer. You can fool me quite a while. You can fool people around you. But let me tell you, you're not even close to fooling Jesus. Not even close. You can live a double standard. You can put some breath freshener on that alcoholic hangover breath of yours from the night before. There's enough makeup to cover up your party clubbing night. You can drink enough coffee in the morning to feel like, hey, you weren't out there, you know, sleeping with some guy and partying all night. You can clean up, perfume up, and show up in church of the Bible and say, hi, pastor, how you doing today? You can do that. I'm going to say, hi, you doing well? How you doing? Good. How you doing in your walk? We got it. Oh, good, good. 
And I'll never know right away. Usually I end up finding out through the grapevine. I won't know right away. But let me tell you something. You have never even begun to fool Jesus. He's right with you all the time. Jesus is, he's there. He never left. He's right there beside you. And you're not fooling anybody. You might as well just be authentic and real about how you're living and say, God, I give this right before you because I'm not going to try to play games. I want to be real about my walk with God. I want to be authentic about my purity and my walk with God and my living for God because we're not playing religion here. This is about life and death. This is about the narrow way and the wide way. This is about your eternal destinies at stake in this thing that we call life. And so you might as well choose to be real with God because He's being real with you. Now I want you to know that He loves you and has a plan for your life. And God loves you enough to expose those things and loves you enough to convict you. And I know if the Spirit of God is pursuing you and you're not really living for God and there's a double life here that you are one miserable dude. Because you're not happy the way you're living. And God is saying, come on home. Let's get it right. Let's make sure that you're really in the way. Yeah, so there you have it. There's a challenge in this passage. There is a narrow gate. To go through that narrow gate, there's a need to repent, but not just for a better life. Uh, This repentance involves a surrendering to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And so I want to challenge you right now. If you have not entered in through that narrow gate, and by the way, you can't just take all your baggage with you. Jesus said, he who loses his life will find it. So in essence, you are saying, I have to die to myself to go through this narrow gate. We call it becoming born again. You've heard it on this program before, but let me just quickly reiterate what that means. It means that you come to a point in your life where you understand, I cannot continue on the way I've been living. Uh, The Holy Spirit draws you to himself draws you to the cross of Jesus and you realize, hey, I need a savior. I cannot save myself. And so you acknowledge that you can't save yourself, that you can't change yourself. And the Bible says that you need to believe, repent, and then follow up with the step of baptism. So if you believe that Jesus truly is who he said he was, all God, all man, and you're willing today to say, God, I have to enter through that narrow gate. And you're willing to say, I stop today and I surrender then I'd like for you just to join me in prayer, if you would. Wherever you're at, pause right now, in your car, in your kitchen, in your living room, at work. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. God, I I can't save myself. But today, I surrender myself to you. I invite you to be the Lord and Savior of my life. Come, Holy Spirit, inside of me. Make me a new person. Today, I choose to follow you. If you've prayed that prayer, made that decision, I would love for you to let us know about that. You can go to our website at boldstepsradio.org, and we have a little link that says your next step. Please 
uh, go to that. There's some resources there. And by the way, we are praying for you that you would be able to live a new life in Jesus Christ. Yes, indeed. And by the way, if you live outside the U.S., use the website boldstepsglobal.com. Thank you, Mark. And if you did just pray to receive Jesus, we'd love for you to connect with us online and learn more about taking your next Bold Steps with Him. You can do that at boldstepsradio.org and then click on My Next Step right in the right-hand corner. And you know, here at Bold Steps, we've been given the unique opportunity to reach people right in their homes with the power and truth of God's Word. But we couldn't do this gospel work without the support of the visionary partners on our team. We call this special group our Bold Partners. And when you commit to giving a gift of at least $30 or more each month, you'll be joining the team to help communicate the bold and hopeful message of Christ with those who need to hear it most. Sign up today at boldstepsradio.org. Or if you prefer to give us a call, our phone number is 1-800-D-L-Moody, 1-800-356-6639. Now, when you give your first gift, we'll say thanks by sending you a book by famous Moody graduate, Dr. Gary Chapman. Probably familiar with Gary for his groundbreaking work, The Five Love Languages. But he has another eye-opening book that reveals the surprising truth of how our love languages impact our connection with God. It's called God Speaks Your Love Language. Right now, we'll send you this fascinating and enriching resource when you give your gift of any amount to Bold Steps. Request a copy online at boldstepsradio.org or call 1-800-D-L-Moody. Well, that's our time for today. I'm Wayne Shepherd, inviting you to join us again tomorrow when we'll begin a series based on 1 John called Contrast. Get a better understanding of our need to be washed spiritually and what it looks like to become clean. Thursday on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.